So this week we're getting ready to go out and look at water quality along Salt Creek, which is the big creek that runs right through the middle, the middle of Lincoln. Water quality is really quite important um, and it's affected by all of the things that take place upstream of where you are. So one of the things that's sort of a truism in the water quality world is that everybody lives downstream from something. And, and so the things that happen up here in the mountains um, and across all of these fields affect everyone who's living down here on the, on the coastline. But people who are living in, there we go, getting better at this, people who are living in the middle of the watershed are still downstream from fields, fields up here. So we all live downstream. We should all make care then about clean water. And one of the things about ecosystem ecology is that those streams, those rivers and wetlands are all ecosystems. And one of the things they provide are uh, the ecosystem services is regulating and, and cleaning up the pollution that we produce. And so part of what this lab is about is trying to get a handle on exactly how those um, ecosystems do that for at least one kind of pollutant, which is a very, uh, very big problem in North America. Here's a map of, of the Salt Creek watershed as it exists ah, there, right? So there's, there's Lincoln. That's the confluence with Oak Creek right there. So this is the uh, South Salt Creek watershed. Um, all the way down to the bottom corner of Lancaster County out here. All the way, whoops, up here. This is all area that ends up draining down into this one spot in, uh, in Lincoln. And so if we go just a little bit down Salt Creek, uh, to where it cuts across Pioneers Boulevard in southwest Lincoln, which is where we'll start. That's, um, that's water that's pretty unaffected by urban runoff. That's rural runoff. There's, a, there's still a lot of things going on there from rural runoff, but it isn't really impacted by the city yet. If we, whereas if we come out on this side of Salt Creek, downstream of the confluence from Oak Creek, we're going to be getting a lot of effects of, of um, urban runoff, and in particular, Lincoln's wastewater treatment plant is right about there. Okay, so that'll become important in a little bit. One of the things that we end up putting in a lot of our water is uh, nitrogen. It comes from lots of different places. Um, plants, some kinds of plants fix nitrogen from the atmosphere. Um, but a lot of what we uh, put into our water comes from either wastewater treatment or from agricultural runoff. And so what we're interested in here is what's actually called the nitrogen cycle. Nitrogen moves through ecosystems in a variety of ways. And so our atmosphere is about 70% nitrogen, I think, something along those lines. Uh, and that's nitrogen gas, N2. So there's all sorts of bacteria then that help us out here. So nitrogen-fixing prokaryotes that are uh, symbiotic with various plants can convert that N2 into ammonia. And ammonia is a kind of nitrogen that plants can use, and so you get, this is a crude depiction of a soybean plant, I think, so, so basically the plants are going to be taking up that, um, that ammonia and then using it for growth. They need, that's how they, 
That's how they build proteins. Nitrogen is a critical component of protein. And so you get proteins in plants by them using up nitrogen, uh, either as ammonia or nitrate, uh, from the soil. Okay, so we get ammonia in our soil now, from, our, from either from fertilizer or from plants. Then there are another two groups of bacteria. The first group of bacteria converts ammonia into nitrite, NO2 minus. Um, and nitrite is actually quite toxic to a lot of different kinds of species, but doesn't usually stay in this form very long. There's that second group of bacteria that then converts nitrite quite quickly to nitrate. So it adds, it oxidizes. This is an oxidation reaction. It's adding oxygen. Um, and so it, it adds another oxygen atom to that. Nitrate is another kind of nitrogen that plants can use. And so then that can get taken up and converted into plant tissue. Um, there's another couple of pathways involved here. There we go. Uh, final pathway from nitrate back to an atmospheric nitrogen is called denitrification. And again, it's a group of bacteria that, that do this. But these bacteria can only occur in the absence of oxygen. So if you've got anoxic soils at the bottom of a wetland, like we found in the saline wetlands, that dark black mud doesn't have a lot of oxygen in it. That's where you can get uh, denitrifying bacteria that can convert nitrate back into nitrogen gas. Um, and so plants, there's actually, where's that, that pathway? There we go. So organic matter from plants and actually from animals as well, okay, decomposes and contributes back to the uh, availability of nitrate in the soil. So this is a cycle. So the soil, the at nitrogen is starting, most of it's in the atmosphere. Through a variety of means, it ends up in soil and also water, and then back in, and then gets utilized by, by plants. Plants then get eaten by animals, and then um, in both cases, those things can decompose. And the final step in that cycle is to go back to atmospheric nitrogen from our uh, nitrate pool down here. So again, why would we care about this stuff? Well we've got too much nitrate. Um, this is a map of nitrate concentrations in groundwater. Uh, nitrate is not as toxic as nitrite, um, which is good, but it is still uh, toxic. So this particular groundwater map was made in uh, 2002, and in some parts of Nebraska, it's actually gotten a lot worse. You'll notice uh, Nebraska is not in the darkest red of areas, but we're not in the light green either. Um, one of the reasons why we get nitrate ions in our groundwater is because uh, we add ammonia fertilizer or, or various kinds of nitrogen fertilizers uh, to crops like corn and soybeans. And if, that, if we put too much on, more than the plants can use, then a lot of that can leach into the groundwater. It can also run off and into the streams. And one of the videos that I've got uh, that I linked to um, outside of this one uh, talks about the Gulf of Mexico dead zone down here. So a lot of this nitrate that in, is in this, why am I doing this? There we go. And a lot of the nitrate that's in this, um, in the Mississippi, this whole red area here, all ends up in the Mississippi River 
and all comes out down here into the Gulf of Mexico. And there's so much nitrate now in the Gulf of Mexico at the mouth of the Mississippi River um, that algal blooms end up using up all the oxygen in the water in the decomposition process of the algae uses up all of the oxygen in the water and large parts of the Gulf of Mexico are essentially ecologically dead. These are some of the most productive fisheries in the country um, and they're crippled by the fact that we put uh, a lot too much uh, fertilizer on, uh, on crops up here in this part of the country. So that's a problem and it's getting worse. So um, I talked about the nitrogen cycle in the context of uh, plants in soil, but the nitrogen cycle also operates in streams and rivers and wetlands. One of the things, lakes for that matter. One of the things that's a little different, so Salt Creek is a stream, right? One of the things that's different between a cornfield or a prairie and a stream is that the place where the nitrogen and the plants are is moving, okay? So the water is actually moving downstream. That makes things a little more challenging to figure out exactly what's going on. Um, so we've got, if we divide our stream into uh, different segments, so we've got benthos down here, that's the bottom of the stream. And then there are, uh, there's water, and in the water compartment we've got sort of inorganic uh, solutes, so that's our chemicals that are, that are there, but they're um, nitrite and nitrate, and then you've got your plants and things and, and carbon in those, in those areas. And so these little circles down here are meant to represent the, the nitrogen cycle. And so that's happening mostly down in the benthos, in the soil, okay, just like it would be in, the, um, in a prairie. <clears throat> but the difference is, is that the plants that are using it aren't necessarily embedded in the benthos. They're up here in the water, and so they're moving downstream. And there's lots, again, lots of processes. So there's there's uptake of uh, our, our mineral nitrogen, and then there's the mineralization process, the denitrification process is also taking place out here. But again, that only happens when we've got no oxygen. Um, one of the things that this means is that the faster the water moves, the less time there is for some of these processes to take place over any given length of water. So if you're putting a lot of nitrate in at one spot and then the river is moving very quickly, okay, it gets to the end and it's had less time to process that uh, nitrate input and, and get it converted into either plant biomass or into back into nitrogen gas. So stream flow rates actually make, play a big role here too. Um, why does that matter for the Gulf of Mexico? It matters because our uh, modifications on the Mississippi and the Missouri River have changed those systems so the water moves much faster than it used to. All right, but we're going to be in Salt Creek. Oh yeah, then another, here's the trend over time. So starting back in 1980, coming up to about 2011 here for this particular graph. Um, this is the concentration in, uh, of nitrate as nitrogen, milligrams per liter of nitrogen um, over that same time frame for a station just in the um, Missouri River, just south of, of Nebraska. And what you can see is the trend is increasing. Okay, so we're getting more and more nitrogen in the river. And that means more and more getting to the Gulf of Mexico, and that means a bigger problem. 
So what can we do about these sorts of things? So what we're going to do is we're going to visit, uh, uh, this is the site sort of outside of Lincoln, just outside of Lincoln at Pioneers Park. There's the wastewater treatment plant, which actually adds quite a lot of um, uh, ammonia to the river, okay, which is the start of that cycle. So ammonia gets converted to nitrite and then to nitrate. This ammonia is the byproduct of all the decomposition of all the waste that we, the people who live in Lincoln, produce. And so what we're going to do is we're going to, I'm going to get you guys to predict what's going to happen. What do you expect to happen to the nitrogen content of Salt Creek as we go from upstream, past the wastewater treatment plant, and then to sites downstream? So each lab section is going to split up into two teams, and each van will visit two sites. Um, not that way, this way two sites along Salt Creek. Uh, each team will collect duplicate water samples at each of those sites, as well as blanks, distilled water. And you'll record data and observations on, uh, on, stream, on stream conditions. Why are we going to collect blanks and duplicate water samples? Well, when we get back to the lab the following week, We'll break into smaller groups. Each group will analyze samples for nitrate, ammonia, and phosphorus. But what we'll do is we're going to double blind. We're going to blind those samples. So the individuals doing the sampling will be from the opposite team, and they won't know which bottle has distilled water in it and which bottle has sample water in it. And this way, we'll be able to get some quality control uh, and and measure how how accurate are we? Are we are we actually uh, measuring something real? So what are our learning objectives here? We're going to be predicting changes in nitrogen species, that's what we call ammonia, nitrite, nitrate, along a rural-urban gradient. You're going to be using a colorimetric methods, so we've got a, a meter where you're going to be adding chemicals to the water. It changes color depending on how much nitrogen is present, or phosphorus. And you're going to quantify those water uh, quality metrics using those, using those meters. We're going to estimate error rates using our blind samples and controls.